Jeff's Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dominique Ziegler joining the uh, program as we speak. And, uh, Dominique, tough day with the uh, news. Always great to visit with you and catch up with you. And you've had a very busy day. In fact, you've got an open house coming up. You've got to get your, your classroom ready, and uh, parents will be uh, showing up there. But, Dominique, we got the word that Coach Guy Morris had passed away uh, yesterday at age 71. And I thought of you, I thought of Sean, thought of some of the guys who played for him. Um, I uh, appreciate you doing this, and I, I just, uh, I, I just wondered. I mean, it, obviously, he'd been battling Alzheimer's since 2016. But when you think back, Dominique, uh, on, uh, on on your time with Coach, what are the what are the, the couple things, the memories that kind of come flooding back to you? What he was like, and and what he was like to be around. Oh, uh, you know, um, just the word toughness, uh, accountability. You know, um, those are two words that stick out with, with me, with Coach Mo, because, you know, being an offensive lineman, you're going to have to be tough. Um, being somebody who had, who had a chance to play in the, in the NFL at the highest football place you can go to for 15 years, that means, you know, you're used to being held accountable. And those, and those two things he, he tried to teach, you know, young men uh, when, he, when he got to Baylor. And uh, those are two things when I think of Coach Morris, just toughness and accountability. And and uh, those, that's what I, I think of when I think of Coach Morris. Yeah, he was a tough guy, and uh, he was blunt. He, you know, he was a he would he would tell it tell you like it was. And even you know, I remember hearing him talk about the facilities. The facilities weren't exactly what he wanted, and he didn't mind getting up in front of people. And, and saying it, and I'm sure Dominique, when when uh, when you or your teammates did something he didn't like, he didn't uh, he probably didn't hold back, did he? Oh no, he did not hold back. Uh, not only did he not hold back with his words, but you could see it written all over his face before he even told you. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you have to be you have to respect that. At the time, you know, as a, as a young athlete, you don't really understand it. But now, as a, as a mature adult, you know, you you understand what he was trying to instill into into 18, 19, 20 year old men. Um, and again, that goes back to that accountability uh, aspect of it. He's just trying to make sure that, you know, he, he's teaching us X's and O's and he's trying to get us to win as many games as possible. But, but he's trying to also, you know, make sure that we are we are great men going into society and being able to raise a family and, and you know, just holding us accountable on and off the field, whether it's, you know, football, whether it's academics, whether it's, um, you know, family, whether it's wh- whatever the case may be, you're always going to have to be held accountable to something. He used to always talk about that accountability, accountability. Um, so, you know, with, with Coach Moore, again, you, you can see it all on his face before he said it, but when he said it, he's going to get straight to the point. And there's going to be no sugarcoating. <laughs> what was the first time you remember meeting him. I was trying to think back about your recruitment. And, of course, around that time, they had gone through several coaches. What was the uh, the first time you heard the name Guy Morris? First time we heard it because he came from Kentucky. And Kentucky had famously gotten beat on some kind of 70-yard last-second play. And and Kentucky, he had some, some good teams at Kentucky. I, he only was there like maybe one season or two seasons. But what mm-hmm. do you – when did you first hear about him, and, and what what do you remember about like the first time you met him? You know, uh, when when he got hired, uh, it, it was late in uh, in the fall. Uh, it was around that December time frame, and they came in, um, and and you know, I remember him and Coach Jackson and Coach Pease came down 
to Harker Heights High School. And, and, you know, first thing I met when I met him and, and, you know, I was able to say, you know, talk with him. And the first thing when, you know, you're an 18-year-old high school senior and you're meeting somebody who's been hired at a Division One coach and you learn a little about, bit about him and you, you find out he played X amount of years in the NFL, so your eyes just light up, you know. So then the first thing I did was I went home and, uh, you know, uh, and, and got on. That's back when, when YouTube wasn't even really a, a thing. You just had to go search some stuff uh, and, and try and find <laughs> what you could find in 2002. Um, and uh, you're trying to look up and, and see what, what was going on. And, and like you said, I found out that the whole Kentucky thing uh, happened with uh, against LSU with the 70-yard Hail Mary. And I can still to this day remember, you know, we come in as, as freshmen um, and during fall camp as freshmen, you know, we, we normally do freshman skits. And, and I had it, you know, I, I had it all planned out. I was going to be Coach Mo dressed in blue and uh, somebody was going to douse me with the water after, you know, thinking we won. And then somebody <laughs> said, hey, I don't think that's a very good skit. <laughs> and, and, and then shortly I was like, why not? This is, you know, this is welcome in, you know, this this is. They wanted to be funny, you know. Well, you know, at the time it was too fresh. And, and looking back on it with with how fresh that incident was and, like you said, knowing how blunt Coach Morris was, I, I don't really know what I would have what would have happened after I'd done that skit. But glad that, uh, <laughs> glad that one of the older coaches found out that I was going to do that and advised me not to do that one. I, You know, I, I seem to recall him somehow almost using that, like, you know, like as inspiration or something. So I think you would have been okay, especially with your ability, Dominique. I don't think he was going to, like, cut you on the spot for doing that joke. But uh, yes. I like the thought. That's funny that you were <laughs> thinking about doing that because now that you say that, that's what I remember is watching him get the Gatorade poured on him and all the celebration on the sideline as they complete as was- the 70-yard touchdown. That was wild. Exactly. <laughs> well, I and you mentioned Coach um, Jackson. Is that that's Harold Jackson, who yeah, I think Harold also Jackson. played in the NFL. Yeah, he played. Um, you know, he played what uh, sixteen years. I think he played one more year than Coach Moore, or one less than Coach. They both played around fifteen. I know Coach Moore was at fifteen. I think Coach Jackson was at sixteen. Um, yeah. and, they, and then that's how they became friends because they they played on, on I want to say the Eagles together and they both played on the Patriots for a season together um, and so they met before they even started coaching together um, and, and Coach Jackson was my um, he was my position coach when I was there at Baylor. Dominique Ziegler joining the Matt Mosley Show ESPN Central Texas and uh, Dominique what's the uh, the open house tonight now tell us what your your uh, I know you're the uh, uh, head girls track and field coach at uh, at Colleen uh, High School, which is uh, exciting. But what do you uh, what do you teach on a daily basis? Oh, so I teach uh, I teach AVID, and I also teach principles of education and training. So with AVID, it's all about uh, its career and, and college readiness. Um, so we're trying to get kids to you know understand that yes, we want you to be able to go to college, but we also want to put you in a position that you can go be ready for the career atmosphere as soon as you, you get out if you choose not to go to college. Um, so we do uh, a lot of organizational uh, tools like writing in planners, keeping binders, um, you know, things uh, such as that. When they get older, sophomore, junior year, we get them into, you know, more focused notes, learning how to write notes properly. So when you do get to college or when you get to the career, you're going to have to learn how to write notes. And then their senior year in AVID, uh, we do a lot of um, – it's all college-based in terms of, you know, being able to fill out 
FAFSA, using the period to be able to fill out scholarships, uh, fill out applications. And then if you happen to not be uh, a student who is, you know, geared towards that, that four-year university, um, we're still doing some of those things because you, you want to have the option, maybe you might change your mind, but we're also, you know, we're creating resumes. Um, you know, just like I said, it, it's all college and career readiness, uh, getting kids to take the ASVAB, so maybe they want to get ready to go the military route. Um, so just trying to get them ready for the real world. That's pretty neat. Uh, I, I'm glad you're doing that. I think that's uh, awesome. And and um, I, what, by the way, what's it like with Colleen getting that uh, that new school? Is that uh, I oh, mean, it, it's awesome. You really? It, it, yes. It, you know the the new school being here. Uh, I got here in 2017, um, and we started a uh, you know renovation around the you know end of 2020. Uh, and just being able to see certain because not, it's not all complete. We have our athletic wing uh, that's going to be done uh, at the end of Christmas. Um, so we have two new, you know, two brand two new weight rooms, uh, you know, new new athletic locker rooms for all sports. Um, you know, we have a, a mat room for our weight room. Even our, our dance team, they now have the the uh, the older gym, which they turned into a dance room. Uh, we got huh. two brand new. Uh, they they redid the gyms. Um, and then all of the, of course, the, the educational side is just is just remarkable in, in terms, especially of the cafeteria. Everything looks uh, very high class. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm thinking back to when you went in the NFL. What were your, uh, in your the weight room made me think about it. Did you did you do the uh, the 225 pounds, seeing how many times you could do that back then or the uh, or have to record your 40 time? I would I would assume you participated in the Baylor pro day and uh may have been, been at the combine i just can't remember yeah um so i i was here at the pro day um uh, unfortunately i didn't i didn't get the invite to the combine um but it still ended up working out and, and i was able to prove myself enough to where i had quite a few teams even though after not getting drafted quite a few teams called me within the draft and you know thinking about taking me within the, the seventh and sixth round but it just didn't work out um so then i i ended up getting you know even more calls saying hey we want you to come here as a, as a free agent uh, and, and sign you so at one and pretty much now that I understand the business more of it you know when you get past that fifth and sixth and seventh round you almost want to go uh the free agent route just because you get to go and pick mm-hmm. the team that that best fits for you and uh San Francisco growing up is weird you know that was my favorite team growing up uh even though I was here from from uh Texas you know I, I needed somebody to root against and I always was a Jerry Rice fan and and I knew Cowboys didn't like them, so it was I, I want I want to be on the other side of the couch when all my friends were cheering for Cowboys. So I grew up a 49er <laughs> fan. It just happened. It just happened that I got the chance to uh, to go there because they were only bringing in one drafted receiver, and then they were bringing in me versus uh, you know Falcons. I remember they were bringing in five receivers. Uh, the Colts were bringing in four. One of them being my best friend uh, Trent Selton. Um, so, you know, coming in as a free agent, you got to make sure that you strategically put yourself in a situation uh, that you can best make a ball club uh, and, and get the job done. Well, it's fun to catch up with you. I hope to see you at an upcoming game, and I feel like you and Trent need to show up together because I, in my mind, you guys, uh, I like to imagine that you're always hanging out, and I know you all had uh, such a great connection and oh, yeah. uh, put up some great numbers we're, we're with actually, Sean. Uh, yeah. You know, we're actually uh, we talked the other day, and you know, he with Trent, he's a very busy man nowadays uh, in terms of going across everywhere to, to motivational speak. But we're actually going to take a vacation uh, at the end of this month, and we're going to take a weekend and go up and go to uh, Broken Bow up there, and go to the uh, we got 
rent out a log cabin and go hang out with our families for the weekend. Oh my goodness! All oh, the stories. I, I would. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like to be a fly on the wall. I tell you, <laughs> it, to me, it was Trent's dad who should have been the motivational speaker. But uh, but oh, yeah, yeah. Trent, Trent's doing a great job and. And uh, proud of both of you guys. But, Dominique, have a great open house. I know, I know you need to get over to that. And uh, let's catch up soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having us. And you guys have a great day. And like you said, I, I'm always always here to talk with you guys. I just hate that the circumstance it was, it was under. But we all appreciate Coach Morris and, and what he's able to do at Baylor. Well, well said. And I appreciate those words. Dominique Ziegler, uh, former Baylor great, uh, talking about the passing of uh, Coach Guy Morris. Uh, 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 at uh, age 71 yesterday and had uh, had Alzheimer's uh, since uh, 2016 is when the family announced that. All right, we're going to keep going.